Yeah, I don't think anything's capable of crashing and burning in the Marvel universe at at that level. Like to the point where I'd be like, wow, that was really, really bad, you know. I mean I say that before two exists, so <laughs> you know. live with our first episode of the secret invasion after show it's that show brought to you by the keeg where we have just literally watched uh an episode of secret invasion the new marvel disney plus show um that came out maybe 20 hours ago uh at midnight last night tonight this morning whatever uh i'm your host Dimitri Pereira and we're here to talk about Secret Invasion, um, which is about Nick Fury and scrolls and secrets and invasions. And I can't do this alone. That's why I got my co-host, Riddy, a.k.a. Movies with Riddy, here with me. What's up, Riddy? Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I know we did Miss Marvel about like a year ago, so super excited to be back for Secret Invasion and to talk all things uh, invasions and secrets, I guess. We, 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 we got to go... We got to go super hard on the secrets and then doubly as hard on the invasions, you know? I fully, fully, fully agree. Has it really been a year since Miss Marvel? Yeah, it was like around the summertime that Miss Marvel dropped, I think. Hmm. Yeah, so it's been pretty much exactly a year, which is crazy. It is crazy because I feel like we can chart our years by what Marvel stuff has just come out. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Mm-hmm. Especially because there's been a lot since Miss Marvel 2. So it's like, it's only been a year. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's time is looping in on itself. So uh, thank you. Yeah, you were my co-host for uh, the Miss Marvel after show. And then now I got you back for Secret Invasion. And it's funny because you used to be uh, uh, Marvel with Rid, right? That was your, that was your... Yeah. Handle, but now it's different. Now it's movies. Yep. We brought in the horizons, uh, but obviously Marvel has been a core part ever since like almost 10 years now. So we're not letting go of that just yet. So um it's opened up more interest. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean it's fair. There's more movies than just Marvel. I get it, but you can't be a movie fan if you're not watching Marvel movies. I'm just, I'm sorry, hot take, hot take. You know, so um, good thing you're keeping up with everything. Uh, thanks for being co-host on this. Um, our special guest for this episode is Ginger Snark herself, Ryan Terhune. Ryan, how's it going? It's it's going. <laughs> watched uh, watched the first episode, and I'm definitely ready for all things secret and invasions and mm-hmm. green. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited. So just just so you know some behind the scenes stuff, while I was I took your photo, I found one with a green top on it. That's why I chose that one. And then I was also like, I think I'm gonna try my hand at photoshopping a scroll face on half your face. I tried it. It did not work. I'm not that good. Um oh, perhaps I, I should have maybe the the layer still there. I could do I could do one just for fun and see what we look like, but it's okay not gonna be that good i think i should have just plugged your photo into an ai filter um show of hands oh. are we pro ai or anti-ai who who's to say really you're very pro ai right okay so i'm pro ethical ai which i think there's oh. a distinction i yeah. i think ai i mean AI has already been used it's been around since the 1950s so being anti-ai is like weird i think but okay. being anti unethical ai is fine and that's what i am and i think also like ai is just such a broad field so i'm gonna leave it specifically to generative ai um because ai has great applications in like healthcare and like medicine that's a whole different thing very pro ai there 
generative AI, which is the current AI that we're seeing that obviously Marvel used for the Secret Invasion intro, I'm like, I'm split on. I think there's very niche specific use cases, like, you know, you want to try making a Secret Invasion intro to symbolize the AI takeover. That's cool. But, like, as in general, I'm like iffy on it because I think a part of the way that it's being built right now, it outstrips the creative process more than augments it. The reason this is coming in full circle, Secret Invasion, the intro alone had AI stuff and uh, people are already talking about it, um, about how, you know, the ethics involved and whatnot. Uh, Pyro Ouroboros is out there on Twitch. What's up? I don't think you were having audio issues. I think I was having audio issues and it might've reflected in the stream, but now I think we're fine. Um, but what were you saying, Rithi? I, I I was just saying I'm I'm iffy on generative AI just because of the way that these systems are built. It seems like it's more about outstripping the creative process than augmenting it. But there are very spe specific niche use cases of AI, like we see in something like Spider-Verse, that is really great to use in the creative process. As for the Secret Invasion one, I, I don't want to say I'm like anti-AI because I understand the vision behind it. I actually think it makes a lot of sense given like the premise of the show. I think what I'm more concerned about is one, what the director said if he has no idea how AI works and he decided to deploy it. And two, how was it built? What was the process? What were the systems used? What is, how are these systems built? Are they ethically sourced? Apparently some, the creator on Twitter went to talk about the process behind it. He did it at a 9 a.m. Twitter live, it was 6 a.m. for me, so I did not catch that. <laughs> um, but uh, so so but like the studio itself didn't want to disclose the process which i found issues with in an interview they did so i think that's like my biggest issue it's not like oh they used ai because i feel like marvel using ai disney using ai was kind of inevitable um it's more of like how they used it and that's where like my real focus my real gripe is i think a really interesting defense i see fans giving is oh well, there's still people behind it which i think is a pretty shitty defense because like yeah ai isn't self-operating yet uh yeah. there's still gonna be people behind it it's a question of it's it's a question of again like i'm just repeating myself here it's it's not a question of it, it's used it's a question of how is it used how yeah. is it built that's what i need details on if it's yeah. unethical that's not good Hey, if it's an in-house model that was built, you know, specifically for the Secret Invasion intro, they decided to trade a bunch of non-copyrighted images, compensate artists, totally fine. You go all out with that. I, I, I but it's them that. pinching pennies and choosing to essentially, you know, cut out the middleman in a way. Um, but not the middleman. Cut out the creators. Um, Marvel and Disney do have a history on that. Well, it's funny that we're starting off this conversation with that. I do want to talk about the show itself. Uh, but like, I mean, I brought it up. I was I was egging you on there. Um, but I think it's interesting that Marvel and Disney are constantly like it's they do questionable things where it's like, uh, OK, are you not paying your VFX artists enough? You're not giving them enough time to do things. Um, OK, you know, fair. Um, not fair. Uh I just think it's funny that when I was on TikTok today, I heard more people talking about the Secret Invasion AI stuff <clears throat> than I did the content of the episode. Ryan, you are a special guest. Um, going into this episode, what were you looking forward to with Secret Invasion? So, I mean, you know me. You know I don't watch trailers at all. <laughs> none. Um, so I had no clue going into this, what it, I, I, I knew the scroll were involved. I knew Nick Fury was involved and that was basically it. So mm -hmm. I had zero expectations going in. I did feel like it was going to be more, um, spy espionage feel to it. And it, it definitely seemed to be that vibe. Uh, but yeah, as far as like plot goes and everything else, I didn't, I didn't even know Amelia Clark was in it until, mm yesterday so yeah. I have nothing going into this did it take you watching it to know that she was in it no I happened I was on TikTok and usually I like scroll past anything I see about some show that's coming up or a movie or anything yeah. um, but I saw Amelia Clark and it was an interview and she was talking about Game of Thrones and so I was like oh okay like just listening to it. the background has the secret invasions and I'm like 
And then she starts talking about Secret Invasion. I was like, oh, no, no. Okay. Don't want any spoilers. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I that was <clears throat> how I found out she was in the show, uh, which made me excited because I like Amelia Clark. But yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I, I had no idea. I, uh, uh, obviously, I have to watch all the trailers. I act like it's, I have to because of the key, but I just always do just because. Um, because I'm going to watch it anyway. As long as it doesn't spoil anything, I think I'm fine. Um, I was really excited about this this show. When it was first announced, Secret Invasion is like a big superhero crossover event in Marvel Comics. But it is like, like bonkers crazy. Like all the heroes are involved and the scrolls all have like composite powers and like of these heroes and whatnot and they're like duplicating powers and whatever so when they announced that they were going to do a movie i think a lot of people thought they were going to do something like this but when the trailer came out it's a spy espionage thriller sort of show it makes more sense this way for the mcu i don't think the mcu is ready yeah i don't think it's ready for this we don't need this Mm -hmm. um but that's my opinion rithy are you in the same boat or were you expecting this I haven't read the Secret Invasion comics apart from like what uh, I've searched about it online. I also didn't watch the trailers just because I'm not a trailer person anymore. I just feel like they give away too much. So I try to go in as blind as I can. So I also didn't really know what to expect. I think the biggest thing for me, the like the thing I was constantly thinking about when I think about Secret Invasion is what secrets is it going to reveal about characters that we thought we know about, but we actually don't. Because they'll end up being scrolls. Um, I think that was like my biggest kind of expectation going in is I hope that they're able to tell a really rich and engaging story by kind of, you know, surprising us in ways. And that's all I really hope for with this. Um, I obviously think that the setup for it is for a really good story. And I kind of also like the fact that, you know, obviously in the comic version, it's a lot. And in this one, it's a little bit more grounded. I think yeah. I've been wanting some more like street action grounded MCU. So kind of glad that the show is going in that direction more than like a higher cosmic level, I suppose. Yeah. I keep thinking we're in phase five. We're in phase six now. I don't, I feel, you know what I feel like? Yeah, we're in phase six. It, I've the totally MCU... lost track of all of the phases of the we're in phase five. Wait, phase five ended with Wakanda forever. No, 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 no. Phase five just started with Ant Man. Phase four ended with Wakanda. Oh, sorry, sorry. I <laughs> I mixed up my calculations. What I meant to say is we're one phase next after the phase that came after Endgame. Okay, you're right. We're yeah. not in phase six. I'm sorry. We're in phase five. Phase four. I was four like, ended I must Wakanda. have missed a lot because <laughs> no you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Um. Oh, you guys didn't know? You guys, you guys didn't secrets. know we're in phase six? Secrets and invasions, man. That's part of the secret. The secret is mm-hmm. we lost a whole phase. Uh, Dang. Of <laughs> um, no, sorry. So we, yeah, right. You're right. We're, we're on phase five. But what I mean, what I was trying to get at is we're past phase four and phase four, everybody was talking about like, where's MCU going after uh, Endgame? What are they doing? Why are all these like pieces being set up? But like, you know a lot of people had complaints i didn't have as many complaints as other people um but uh did i read i forget that uh pyro Ouroboros is in the uh is in the chat and says that i got him the secret invasion comic did i was this a long time ago because i forget good on me i have no idea what's going on right now I have no idea. What is time and space? Um. Anyway, what was I saying? So anyway, what was I... Uh, we haven't gone street level since Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that was phase four. And I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And so I feel like this is more of what, like, the MCU bros... Not saying that they're right, but the ones that are hating on everything that has been coming out because it's too different... I think Secret Invasion is more up their alley. Am I? I don't know if I'm right. Yeah. 
you think? Yeah, no, it, it feels very, I don't want to say old, old MCU, but it, it does yeah. feel like that. And I, I like that. I liked the new stuff. I liked all the different things, but I'd also like to have some of the old feeling back as well. Um, yeah. So I'm, I have no complaints so far. We're only one episode in. Well, I do have one right. complaint, but it's just because I'm attached to a certain character and I'm upset about it. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll get that's in. all. We will. I mean, there, this is just the first episode. And I know that certain people who went to the premiere saw the two episodes, I think, mm-hmm. at the premiere. And there were mixed reviews about the two episodes. But I don't think in a show like this, you can actually like grade the whole like series by the first on two, two episodes. Yeah, on two episodes, you know? no. Especially because they're setting up pieces in this story alone. Um, um, Riddhi, the, the way it starts out, how, going into Secret Invasion, episode one, how, how were you digging it? I actually, when I think about it, I actually quite liked it. Um, I wouldn't say it was extraordinary, but I feel like it was good enough to set up the plot of what was going on. And I also really liked how it kind of, it kind of did a lot in this episode. Like, when I think about it, can we get into like spoiler territory? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so something I was just thinking about right now was how they had the interaction between um how pronounce her name right Gaia and Talos and I don't didn't expect that like I feel like that's something they normally like put off like in the last like four episodes because it's like something emotional or something but I think having it be in the first episode was surprising in a good way because I'm like oh like they're not trying to you know like stop from bringing like something that could be an emotional event like this for kicks or something leaving it in the, like the last two or like, something don't prolong it yeah 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 that's what I mean. yeah. yeah don't don't yeah. prolong it like i feel like they kind of gave us little bits and pieces and then the ending was like so frustrating <laughs> um and then but like it's a good setup for what's to come and even though it was exposition heavy i feel like they kind of balanced the exposition with the action I think it was like a decent episode like it wasn't yeah it didn't blow my mind but I also think that's like a really good thing like it doesn't have to be extraordinary to capture attention because then you lose the magic of the rest of it isn't the same mm-hmm. it being decent is a strength to make me excited for the rest of it yeah Ryan do you agree yeah I think they did a, a really good job with filling everyone in and catching everyone up too, because I was talking to um, my friend a little bit before this stream, and he has not seen Captain Marvel. Um, mm. So, it, but he had watched the first episode. He's like, "Yeah, I, I, I get it. Like, I understand everything that's, you know, happened up to this point. You didn't have to go and, you know, go back and research things, which is what you want. Like, it's, it's great to have Easter eggs and things referencing to different, you know, movies and TV shows. But for the casual Marvel fan that can't watch." every single thing that comes out it's great to be able to all in that first episode catch everybody up to the same point yeah um yeah the only the the thing that they said in the the thing that the only thing you need to know is what they said they said that i mean scrolls are shapeshifters they're shapeshifting alien right and that nick fury promised them a home world after their home world was was destroyed or whatever right that's all you really need to know. And then you get into the politics of it is there are some people that don't believe that Nick Fury is <laughs> going to give them the home because he, I mean, we'll get into Nick Fury. I think that's it's a big thing in this episode and what they set up is that after the blip, which is coming back in Endgame, he became a different person is what they said. I don't know if the twist means they're going to, he's going to be a scroll this whole time. I don't think so, but... They, I think he's going through trauma, right? PTSD of mm-hmm. losing the fight, not being there in the final battle. Like he ne- he didn't get to, he set up the pieces, but he didn't get to beat the bad guy. He lost, right? And then he booked it. He left Earth for Saber, which is, I think, the first time we're getting the name Saber. Mm, that I in recall, the comics, yeah. In the comics, it's called Sword. Like the space one is called Sword. But in this... Didn't they use in sword in... WandaVision. WandaVision? WandaVision. Yeah. They did. Yeah. 
sentient world and research development organization off, or something. something yeah 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 it's like sentient weapons sentient weapons it's like the robot stuff i think and something something vision. defense that's yeah. vision <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so uh yeah so he what they they said he turned tailed and turn turn tail and ran and so I guess the premise of the episode is that there's the faction of scrolls that believe that Nick Fury is never going to keep his promise. He left Earth. So they're mm-hmm. going to make their own new homeland. Problem is their homeland means maybe humanity dies, right? Yeah. Fairly simplistic plot, but <laughs> I thought But it, it was it's good. it's well laid out cuz you understand their point of view of like yeah, he just he made this promise and then he turned, you know, booked into outer space and we haven't heard yeah. from him and he's hasn't you know given us any kind of updates on anything of course they're not gonna believe him at this point so and it would like also make sense that they specifically come for earth and like do it in such a way that humanity ceases to exist because fury's whole thing was about protecting earth and humanity from like things mm-hmm. like the scrolls from destroying them so Kind of makes sense that it would be that drastic, I think, just given Nick Fury's role. So I'm glad that even though it's something that's like can be seen as dramatic, it's very fitting. And I I I I would say it's like a good thing that they managed to justify it because I feel like a lot of the times when you bring up dramatic stuff like this, it's like, okay, this is a little much. Yeah. I think we're getting a different Nick Fury in this. And I think we're we're used to calm, cool, collected, always a couple steps ahead. And Maria Hill and him, when they're talking in the bar, they they talk about how he's not 10 steps ahead anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just mm-hmm. off and he just can't keep up. It's kind of like a no country for old men. I don't know if you guys have seen that. No. No Country for Old Men, the movie, is really about Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, it, it like he intros and outros the movie, but Tommy Lee Jones is like an a, like an old sheriff and he's like, I can't keep up with the new stuff anymore. And so it kind of is a prologue and epilogue of the movie. Uh, but then the whole movie is like Josh Brolin versus Javier Bardem with some Woody Harrelson thrown in. But the point being is that like, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury is an old man. Mm-hmm. He's come back to Earth and his knees hurt. And I think that it shows that. But his knees hurt also because gravity, I'm assuming, is different, you know, when you're out that's, in space. That's what I got is like he had an injury and then the gravity was different coming back to yeah. Earth. But he could also just be making it out to be more than it is. So that people think he's off his game. That's something I kind of got. I was like, is he faking it? You Are think? you faking your limp right now? <laughs> That's kind of what I got out of it. Just like when, when he gets kidnapped, he said he let them kidnap him and put a bag mm-hmm. over his head. But do you do you guys think he did? Yes, 100%. Okay. And the, the reason being is when he was walking out of the apartment and Talos mm-hmm. was like, you're going to stand out. And he kind of just gave him a look like, duh, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. And he put the little eyeball thing. Mm-hmm. On the... He was prepared. That's what he wanted. Yeah. I'm not saying he's completely like 10 steps ahead and knows what he's doing. I do think, especially again, as we're getting to the end of the episode and, you know, the character dies and everything. I'm just like, just seeing his face, like he wasn't prepared for that sort of thing no. to happen, you know? Um, but yeah, he I wouldn't do, sacrifice. I do think he, no, I don't. I just don't think he's as off as people think he is yeah we get introduced to a couple new characters um we get gravic which is kingsley ben adir mm-hmm. i believe uh i know him from the hulu series of um I was like, why does this name sound familiar? What's the what's the Zoe Kravitz show that was once a John Cusack movie? Uh High Fidelity. Boom. There's a high fidelity show on Hulu. I know him from that. That's where I know him. I was trying to, I'm so bad with faces and names. I was trying to play some the entire show. <laughs> I was like, I know this guy, but I don't know where he's been in some other stuff. 
But he's in the Barbie movie. That's where I know his name from. Oh, oh wait, that's, he? he is. He is in that. He's the like he fights Ken or whatever, right? Yeah, he's he's one of the Kens, I think. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. No, he doesn't fight Ken. Simu Liu fights Ryan Reynolds, but oh, he's on the drums in the trailer. I don't remember, but you're probably right. I just know he's one of the Kens. Like he's in the background, and I've seen him there. So I've been fifty percent this whole show so <laughs> i don't know if i'm probably right i it was a 50 50 shot tonight that i'm wrong um but uh so that's gravic and he is the leader of the terrorist scrolls uh we also get introduced to gaia which is a very interesting name because gaia is the goddess of earth mm-hmm. um in, in mythology but uh she is gaia with an i uh and daughter of talos have we met her is she in miss mar or in captain marvel i feel like she wasn't was she was she a kid i I think she was a kid it's been 30 years i because i remember we did see talos's family so i feel like there's no way that she wasn't Wasn't there you know mentioned there yeah yeah shuby duber out there on twitch says she is in the movie she was a kid but she had no lines yeah um and then Talos's wife is dead. Mm-hmm. Sonia, right? Was that her name? I think so. Sonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Sonia was Olivia Coleman's character. Oh, it it is Olivia Coleman's character, but her name did start with an S. <laughs> uh, Sasha. I don't I think it's a name. Was it like Soyan or something? Soren. Soren. Okay. okay. Well, there was an S and an N. It's close. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh Pyro Ouroboros says, wasn't she in the first film? Yeah, his whole family was, right? And mm-hmm. then um, so supposedly Gravik has killed Soren, as far as we know. Pyro Ouroboros in the chat says she is dead, or so they say it could be deception. That's the thing about this whole show. I don't know what to trust. Like, I didn't think who, about that. <laughs> like, we do. We're taking things at face value, and like, like yeah, they said she's dead. Of course she's dead. <laughs> Why would they we're make dealing that with up? like shapeshifters, you know, um, and everything? I don't know. Although, like, I do think she is dead because they killed off, uh, Hill. Yeah. Just but now I'm so that they that had maybe... both of them gone, so it's like they can't have the excuse of her because she was Maria, right? She was Maria yeah, and Talos in... was Fury. Far from home. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like so... what if Maria is Soren? She would have turned into a scroll right then and there at the end. Oh, that's, that's a, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. But so Maria's actually did... sorry. So Maria's actually dead. Because I was just like, what if Maria did actually die? <laughs> But we yeah, were trying to figure hard. it out. We were trying to figure it out, like, when we were watching it here. Uh, is she dead? I'm very, I'm very upset about it, because I was like, I saw her at the beginning, I was like, yes, because again, I had no spoilers of this at all, so she came back, and I was like, yes, we haven't had her, like, in a show or movie yeah. or anything for such a long time. She's such a cool character. I love her. And then she dies. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, like, <laughs> what if she isn't dead? Like, I just feel like it's maybe I'm like maybe she is dead and like honestly if she is I would congratulate Marvel for doing that because I feel like the more obvious thing would be like actually she's not she was a scroll the entire time but I'm like still hoping she isn't because like same as you I was excited to see Maria Hill again like I think she's a really she's a good character and I liked her as an agent and everything so and like ever since they dissolved S.H.I.E.L.D. after Winter Soldier like mm-hmm. there's all these elements of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that can't be utilized, and it's like they're trying really hard to do that. Like this is not a Shield organization kind of mission. This is just mm-hmm. Fury and his people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Shield hasn't existed for so long, like longer than they existed in our in our like time, you know. It's it's confusing to me because yep. there was the whole Shield TV show that's no longer yeah. canon. <laughs> like, yeah. But every time I keep pulling information from there, and I'm like, wait, that's not. It didn't happen in this universe. It's not a thing. 
Unless they say otherwise, but yeah. Unless they say otherwise, which I don't think they will. I mean, Agent Carter is canon, I think. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that'll be the big secret at the end of this. Surprise, it's going to be another season of S.H.I.E.L.D. because we're making it all canon. Are we expecting a lot of twists and turns in this show? Like a yes. lot of twists? Like M. Night Shyamalan twists? Or just I, normal, like, spy stuff? I think they just don't want us to be able to trust anything. <laughs> the whole point. <laughs> so yeah, I think they're going to throw a lot of twists in of just anything. Yeah. I, I would say yes, but also I'm a little scared that they're going to do that because isn't Secret Invasion like a limited series, like six episodes or something? Yeah. So like, and we know that one of the downfalls of a lot of the MCU Disney Plus shows is that they give us a lot, but they don't like follow up on everything towards yeah. the end. So I'm really scared that like they'll give us a lot of twists and we'll be surprised. But then like if you give us a twist, you're like supposed to kind of wrap it up in a way. And I don't think a lot of it will be resolved which will make the twist just seem a lot more like not as like great as it was yeah. so i kind of hope that they actually don't give a twist just because of that reason because i'm like i'd rather have a conclusive well-grounded series than one that like makes one that like jumps from place to place but then like doesn't end well like almost like a lot of other disney MCU and he, like yeah they, a lot of the mcu shows don't stick their landing yeah, so, like, I'm kind of hoping that they keep it simple just because it's a limited series, but I'm also, yeah. like, I don't know if they'll do that, and they'll be like, yeah, let's give them to us for shock value, and it's okay if we don't deliver, because, like, that's kind of the norm anyway, so. Mm -hmm. that's Falcon, Falcon and the Winter watch. Soldier was one of my favorite ones, and it did not stick the landing. Like, the mm -hmm. final episode, I was like, why are they making these choices? Yeah, that one, I'm not gonna say this feels like a very similar I don't want to say plot but kind I the thing about I'm the Winter Soldier of. that I didn't like was the villain because it just didn't feel connected like she made choices yeah. I was like what huh like you know two yeah. episodes ago you were like oh no like human life is sacred and then a couple episodes later you're like yeah let's blow everything up it's like it just didn't make sense to me so I mean, hoping they yeah. do that correctly this time. And so far, it seems like they are. Yeah. I mean, again, it's hard to see in the first episode. And as long as the <laughs> second episode is just as good or a little bit better or whatever, and not like worse, I think that it'll take an... I think it's definitely one of those shows that's going to ramp up over time, like mm -hmm. over six episodes, and it's just going to start compounding. Um, maybe that's just my hope or misguided you know, faith in Marvel, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think it really depends on, like, the creatives, because I feel like the creatives that are really set out to step, well, not English, Um, I feel like the creatives <laughs> that are really set out on telling intentional stories, I think they managed to do that pretty well, even given the time constraint, and you can kind of tell, like, where the MCU wanted something versus the creators wanted something. Um, Because I just feel like you look at the past two movies, like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was a really good movie with a really good story, but that's also because James Gunn is behind it and he's very passionate about these characters. And you look at Ammon and the Lost Quantumania and it's like, okay, it's like, that's whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I don't know too much of the creators behind the show, but I feel like if they're set out, if you can tell from the interviews, they're passionate about what they're doing, they're going to try their best. I think where we'll see the flaws are like kind of the ones where you can tell like oh you know it's kind of like an exec decision or like they wanted to do something a specific change and I'm only saying this because I noticed with Miss Marvel you can tell with Miss Marvel the creatives had a very like well positioned intention story and you can also tell where like the MCU wanted something different on um, the studio so yeah I, I think it really comes down to like who's behind the camera how passionate are they and if they are, then where did the studio interfere? And I think that's like the crux of where it could go wrong. Yeah. We see one scene with Rhodey. And yeah. Rhodey is in the White House with, is he the president? Or is he one of the department, like the cabinet or something? I think he's like a department. Okay. Oh, no, he's the president. Or... The guy he was talking to? Dermot Mulroney? think so yeah, yeah. yeah i assume he's yeah. the president i'm gonna look it up is 
I'm like President Ritson. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was oh, he's mentioned in Wakanda Forever. And this is the first time we're seeing him. Gotcha. Mentioned I was actually surprised to see Rhodey there. And I was more surprised to hear the fact that like the government is in communication with like Nick Fury and Hill and like knows about them. I don't know. Is that something they like talked about before in the MCU that I'm just missing context on? Because I was surprised that like the government was in the loop about this and like Brody was like telling the president everything. I just feel like that's not something we see often in the MCU. I feel like a lot of what the Avengers do like have been so independent. So I yeah. was surprised to see that connection, I guess. Um, Are we saying like in the government's in the loop about what? Oh, but that Fury is back on Earth? Yeah, like Fury and like Hill and stuff. I guess yeah. like I, I was surprised about that because I feel like I don't know if that was was that like pre-established or something. I'm just missing context. I don't know. I don't know. Rhodey has been weird lately, and I personally feel like he's been allying himself with the wrong people. He's been taking the wrong sides. I mean, he's been doing that since Tony. Like, like him and Tony <laughs> were really close. Tony's dead, but then suddenly like. Like, when he told Sam to, like, you know, like, turn in the shield and, like, whatever. And in the beginning, that first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then, Mm -hmm. like, the shield goes to John Walker. And that guy didn't deserve the mantle. Um, And then here, he's just, like, buddy-buddy with the president. Like, does he just not have any friends anymore? I generally think that's the thing. Like, I generally think that he was so attached to Tony. And then, like... A, Tony's gone. B, remember he had that whole arc in Civil War where he got injured and he was, like, kind of pushed? Yeah. So, like, I guess he probably felt like he was pushed to the sidelines. And then in Endgame, like, he was back, but he, like, like, he was close with Nebula, (laughs) which was really interesting. Yeah. But I think, like, he's kind of always been on the sidelines, like, even within the Avengers, and I feel like with Tony gone and, like, he's not really War Machine anymore, so he's kind of just, like, latching onto whatever benefits him also is there a present avengers team no we've gotten references to just the avengers in general but nobody's said like there is a current avengers team Mm-mm. everyone's doing their own thing which is yeah what we've been seeing so far and then we're good they're gonna come so back he has nothing them. he has no avengers he has, doesn't have tony stark yeah mm-hmm. doesn't really it's... have war machine so yeah well yeah I mean, we know that, like, he's going to have his own show coming up, Armor Wars. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to appear in Ironheart, um, which is the Riri Williams show. And so he is obviously getting built up to something. That being said, I don't know whether I trust him. I think that's fair. I feel like I feel like they're going to finally give him, like, an identity in Armor Wars. I feel like that's my biggest hope for the show, like, because the show is kind of being set up for him picking up like the pieces of like stark tech and like uh something about like dealing with the ramifications i don't remember the exact setup i feel Mm. like hopefully the show gives him an identity beyond stark's buddy beyond being an avenger and like being roadie and hopefully that'll make us trust him more because yeah he's kind of just been like wherever tony has been and now wherever benefits him the most so yeah, I feel like he's been, like, the government's pet recently. I The yeah. vibe I get from him is very much, like, that person who doesn't really know how to think for themselves. So whoever mm-hmm. is in the cert, like, surrounding them, that's just kind of what they bounce the ideals off of. So when he was with mm-hmm. Tony, like, he was doing stuff that were like, okay, cool. And then he kind of got shoved into the government sphere over here. And now he's kind of bouncing off those ideas, which is in winter, you know, the Winter Soldier uh, show kind of what happened there I think so that's that's just the vibe I get from him it's just like he doesn't really have his own thing yeah mm-hmm. he has to be in service to somebody yeah yeah huh and it's the only scene we got we only got one scene in this but I I mean I, I feel like we'll get some more I think, oh yeah before series is over well because also they don't cast Dermot Mulroney as the president to not use Dermot Mulroney True. Um, have you guys watched New Girl? No. <laughs> like, uh, okay, because <laughs> Je- Jess dates him for a little bit. Like, he's such a random actor. He pops up like randomly places. Um, there's an SNL sketch called "Let's Play the Game." Is it 
is it Evan McDermott? No, is it is it Dermot Mulroney or is it Dylan McDermott? <laughs> I've seen that. It's so yeah. funny. Uh, I just uh, yeah. Uh, so um, that beginning scene with Ross, where he goes to Pes Pescod is the agent's name, and Pescod's like going crazy. Did you guys feel like Ross was a scroll at that point? Or that mm. he was being thought to be a scroll and that he's a human, so you know. I, I started sorry, you can go, go first. Ahead. No, go ahead. Um, so I think initially I didn't think he was a scroll, but I kind of started getting the feeling when like Pescott started like talking about like his crazy like theory, and the reaction from Ross was kind of just like very like sublime, like like yeah like okay like not not too much worry because i feel like from what we know of ross like he's 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 kind of a worried guy like he's always like really like wants to know and stuff so i i had a feeling that he was a scroll and then yeah like that's what it ended up being so i was like okay yeah he probably probably is um but yeah not not initially i think it's gonna be really interesting with the show because you'll like see a lot of characters we know and you'll be like oh my god are they a scroll or not and then once the truth is revealed, it'll be, like, so cool. Yeah. 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 I don't think I got right away that he was a scroll. It didn't help. I was watching it earlier today, and it's so bright in my apartment, and the show is so dark. I was like, I couldn't see anybody's facial expressions or anything for the first, well, for most of it. Um, but, yeah, it's when the, I forgot the other agent's name was Prescott was yeah, attacking him yeah. and stuff i i was kind of like oh man this guy's just like nuts just gone crazy off the deep end yeah. sort of thing but when it did eventually reveal that ross was a scroll i wasn't necessarily surprised it's like i wasn't expecting it the whole time but i wasn't like no way you know it's like okay makes sense yeah that being said why didn't ross use his super strength and just pin the guy down and kill him Took him by surprise? I don't have an answer for you there. I'm mm, not sure. I think it's because he really did not want to kill Prescott. He needed things to keep going. He needed to not break his, break his, you know, his cover. Oh, not right? for a moral standing, just for convenience sake. Gotcha. Well, more than just convenience. I think that it's just easier if you never... Like, if Prescott stays alive, he never, like, shows that he has powers. None of that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was last resort to kill him. So he wasn't, cha he wasn't oh, channeling, sure. you know? Sorry, my connection got weird. Yeah. You guys still there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because when, um, when the scroll camp is shown or something and they bring in, like, like the the human they were talking about, like how the scrolls try to stay human for as long as possible to get used to their identities or something. So I yeah. wonder, like, if that was the reason why that he like. Wait, but that does that mean that Ross is like in that in the scroll camp and hooked up or something, or was it just like the that scroll decided to be Ross for that specific? We don't know for sure because isn't Ross MIA currently okay. because mm. he got broken out of jail by Wakandans like he could be a Wakanda we don't really know where he's at right now right yeah okay because it right because he's got captured arrested in Wakanda he got broken out forever. broken out by the midnight angels right? and they got broken out yeah yeah and now we're like we don't really know where he is so yeah the scroll could have been using that to the advantage of like Nobody knows where he's at. I'm just going to take his form and go with it. Or it could be that they do have him. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if they have his memories, they have him captive, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't think we could tell that they have his memories in that first scene yeah. from what I remember. Because he didn't really say anything about, like, his experiences. Yeah. So whether or not they have Ross uh, is, is a question um who was this uh, sonia fallsworth character what's the point 
you know there is a character named fallsworth in the comics um his name is union jack he's a superhero um called uh, his name is union jack on captain america's team back in the first movie oh maybe yeah you're right yeah so he was one of the the howling commandos right Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he's also Union Jack in the comics who fought with Captain America in in World War II and then later in modern day. Um, she's an MI6 agent is what they're saying. Uh, and wait, she's probably a descendant of the original uh, the Howling Commander, right? Possibly, yeah. Okay. Is MI6 a government agency or something? Yeah. Did they it's, specify? It's like British CIA. British. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So Olivia Coleman's character just basically works for the government and is also trying to catch the scrolls, I'm assuming. Yeah. Nice. MI6 is where 007 works for. Not seen the James Bond, so it's probably why I'm out of the loop. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's a real organization. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um yeah i mean there's not too much that this episode gives us oh except the end where we think gaia has switched sides right did she or did, did they know about it and set I, her up and yeah that's the question did they manipulate her or did, did she manipulate talos mm-hmm. and those guys like doesn't seem like she's pro explosives yeah she's just like lost like i don't think she knows what is the right thing so she's kind of just like going with like what's yeah like what's what's the best at the moment so i definitely do think that it's like i think her character arc will be like kind of being pulled between two sides and then ultimately deciding like where does she stand and like yeah like i think that that'll be her arc which i'm excited to see how it plays out she spent 30 years on earth yeah Uh so um by the way did she look younger to you guys i kept i talked it with uh justice my roommate like does amelia clark look like a kid like a teenager like maybe it's because she's small because she's not so she's supposed to be what like 30 something but their human forms never match right right actual ages but yeah she would be 30 well depends on how old she was as a squirrel i placed her like at college age when I saw her, I was like, oh, like 22, 23 She looks young, you know? right? Yeah. But again, same friend that I was talking to before the stream decided to make the comment that Mila Clark wasn't aging well. And I was like, excuse me? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I... It was just that she wasn't wearing makeup. That's the, like, yeah, Gaia I was like, doesn't... I was like, one, she looked great. Two, no, she... I thought she looked younger than what her character was actually supposed to be so i mean yeah i didn't realize that she was supposed to be 30 something i was again thinking like college age ish so it might also be the wig mm-hmm. and the style like the clothing she was wearing too was a lot younger as well yeah yeah um I'm expecting more twists and turns. Uh, the episode ends with, uh, yeah, the, the explosion. Gravik kills a bunch of people uh, with the explosions. And then they kill Maria Hill. And that sucks. Yeah. And I, I don't like it for multiple reasons. But also, why'd they kill the woman to further the man's like, <laughs> plot? It, they do that, that all the time. that was his oldest friend. I thought they were going to kill Talos, actually. I, I really I was thinking Talos was gonna die. I don't I, just, I, I would have been just as upset if Talos died. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm upset that both of that like both of them are characters that I want to see go forward. Mm-hmm. But also like it just seemed like they just brought in Maria Hill just to waste her, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Like I, that's what I think I'm most upset by is because like what you said earlier is like she's come back after a while and then she just dies in the first episode mm-hmm. it's like what's the point of bringing her back but i think between talos and maria like if you're gonna kill someone i think it makes and it hurts to say this 
But it, like, makes more sense for Maria to die just because, like, Talos is a squirrel and this entire thing's about them. Yeah. Um, so just from a story point, I feel like it's a lot harder to maybe write a story if you have, like, the main squirrel die. So. Plus, also, with Maria, it's, like I said, it kind of is Nick Fury's oldest friend sort of thing. Yeah. And also, like, the whole situation feels like it's Nick Fury's fault in the first place and then to kill off and have that whole thing happen and then to end it with killing off his oldest most trusted friend (laughs) kind of feels like that's going to really really punch him in the gut and make him you know want to fight against this and fix it yeah yeah i don't know it's it sucks but it's also like it's kind of necessary to get his uh character growth and redemption kickstarted. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's really it's like good for like again, it's like yeah, the woman had to die for the man, but it's like it'll serve as a really good character development for Nick Fury if done right. Especially because like we've never you know, like they kept on saying he's never been like this. He's always been like ten step ahead, like trying to keep his cool, but now he's like a mess. So to see him like go from where he is now to where he'll be at the end i think it's a very it's a setup for a really good character arc and i wonder i wonder if the ending will be that talos ends up dying and nick fury becomes a father figure to gaia thoughts yeah i mean let's let's talk about where we think the show is going and and what the ramifications are for the mcu because we know that fury's in the marvels and we know that he's off world in the marvels so unless this takes place post the Marvels, we know he's around, right? Um, and in the Marvels, they're dealing with a Cree problem. It doesn't seem like they're dealing with Skrull problem unless they're keeping it under wraps. But like, what what do you guys think are the ramifications of this show? What's going to happen? doesn't make much sense unless maybe Nick Fury's a scroll after all and he's still on the space station which could be true I wouldn't be super happy if it was but it could be <laughs> yeah. he just kept yeah. sending decoys down to earth like he'll fix the problem <laughs> you yeah. fix the problem I'll deal with the shit that's up there yeah but then like it begs the question if like Nick Fury's in space dealing with space stuff, what's the point of sword, right? Because like sword is supposed to be for space. In the comics, sword is space, but but saber is space in the MCU. Okay, so so he's I think basically... sword is robots. And, and like but... I think sword will eventually go up against uh the mutants. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Because like sword, like when you say robots. What do you mean? Because technically, what was her name? Monica? Monica? Yeah, Monica Rambo. Yeah. Monica was sent to help Wanda, but Wanda is not a robot. So. No, but they they had the vision program, right? So maybe it's not um, just robots, but like it stands for sentient weapons. So basically Sen- AI. <laughs> no, joking. It, I mean, sentient weapons, but it all, yeah. could also be brought into anyone with powers. Yeah. Like sentient weapons. And it just makes me think of mutants. That's that's a good point. That's a yeah. that's a good do you think we'll be like okay, wait, this is going too far left field. Um let's take it back to I was gonna bring up something else, but let's take it uh-huh. back to Shield. I just think it's really interesting how they introduce Saber as like another thing, another organization that's like fighting against it. Cause I feel like we've had so many of these like organizations come up in phase four like you have obviously you have dr strange and the timekeepers uh you had uh you have sword you have um uh, did they bring like, up armor or no no i don't think they bring up but they brought up the like they've been bringing up the government a lot too like government organizations like in miss marvel and stuff now they have saber so i wonder how that's gonna like play out and if saber is like gonna team up with any of the organizations that already exist and will this have ramifications, especially because the government's being tied into this um, uh-huh. show as well? So I wonder if it'll have ramifications in terms of that. I don't know. I'm trying to see if, like, what are the different organizations that that I just think it's funny that they're creating new organizations, but they can't bring Shield back. 
like it's not like they're against creating organizations they're just not bringing shield which is weird to me but in the comic shield is disbanded also like shield doesn't exist in the comics right now i don't think yeah because they got too corrupted yeah yeah but it's like there's all those other organizations they're corrupted too you know yeah so um i have no idea where this show is going i need to see episode two i feel weirdly left out because some people have seen two episodes and i have not yeah but i don't know where this is going i don't either but i like that i like i like the the mystery i like the chance to be surprised here yeah is this show does this show have the potential to be oh i'm gonna throw both of that does this could this show crash and burn and just be the worst marvel show that there ever was i don't think so i don't think that would exist loki i like loki i did i'm sorry i didn't like loki really no i feel like it, it would just end up being i don't think it would crash and burn I think the only way it crash and burn is it would have too many twists and doesn't wrap up anything. But I feel like I don't know if they're gonna try and being that ambitious. I just think it could end up being very average in the sense that like there's not that many twists or turns, or like there are twists and turns, but they're just like not that great or like well delivered. So I think yeah. it'll for me it'll end up being more painfully average than like a disaster. Yeah, okay. I don't think anything's capable of crashing and burning in the marvel universe at at that level like to the point where i'd be like wow that was really really bad you know i mean i say that before two exists so (laughs) you know i mean some people i mean a lot of people didn't like thor love and thunder i didn't Um, either to be honest but i didn't hate it that's the thing it's like it didn't crash or burn it was just very mediocre for me yeah well, that's why, like, when the kids say mid nowadays, I had to ask someone in my conference, I'm like, what do you actually mean by mid? Do you mean mid as in the way it was intended, like mediocre, middle of the road, average, whatever? Or do you mean mid as in bad? Because mid being bad is weird. That's not mid, right? But, like, a lot of people thought Thor Love and Thunder was bad, bad. And I think it was just average. I think it's just average. Yeah. I think, I think it's... Go ahead. I was gonna say I think Quantum Media was bad, bad, but or actually, oh. I like Quantum Media. I didn't love it. I didn't think it was the best movie, but I, I put it like, here's mid mediocre, and then like here's Quantum Media. Like it, it was just, it was a really fun world. I think yeah. that they crafted and just the visuals and everything else was great. Story was okay, um, but yeah, as Thor: Love and Thunder is like actually mid, and then like Thor dark world is that the second mm-hmm. one is like yeah below for me <laughs> yeah uh thor love and thunder was mid middle like average uh quantum mania was like average but like that's the thing even marvel's bad stuff i don't think is bad bad it's just bad for marvel i think that's what i think that's what like when i say bad marvel projects i think like yeah. bad marvel level not like because the, the Flash, movie. did you see the Flash? I don't. I it's, will. It's yeah. bad. It's like just. It's just bad. But okay. in, in yeah. my opinion, in my opinion, but like, you know, um, but pe- it was good for DC. I guess I don't know. Some people were like, "It's not doing well at the box office." I don't know how it's no. good, but <laughs> no, it's not good. It's not good. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's interesting to think of like where is is this going from here. I, I yeah there's not much more i can say about this other than like i want to see talos more i want to see all these side characters explored a little bit more and then is i don't know if gravic is going to be a compelling villain or he's just gonna be just like the villain and like whatever you know are we gonna sympathize with them or is he just gonna be like a big bad villain I kind of hope that they give us a sympathy arc. I feel like there's stuff to explore there. Like, why did he, why was he so mad at Tahalo, or not Tahalo's, actually, uh, like, Nick Fury and stuff, like, where is that hatred coming yeah. from? I hope that they don't just play it as, like, yeah, we just wanted a home, and so we left, and now all of a sudden we want to take over the Earth. Like, I hope that there's 
a little bit more of a complex backstory behind that because I feel like I feel like his purpose like makes at least so far how they've established it I can like understand where he's coming from I just want to learn more so I hope they give us that I think he has yeah. the potential to be a good grounded villain yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see are there any guest stars that you guys want to see hop on like cameos not really people have been talking about how they want quake from agents of shield but i don't think Agents of shield is gonna cross over in this i was gonna say like maybe carol danvers like a hologram might happen like yeah. not i think if we get a cameo it won't be like someone actually there i think it'll be more like a message type mm. of cameo to like nick fury about something some people say fantastic four cameo maybe just because the scrolls are so linked to the fantastic four but it could be anything. I actually, I think Monica Rambeau will show up. I'll say that now. I think Monica will show up. She's already showed up in WandaVision. She's going to show up in the Marvels. I think Monica will show up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think someone from the Marvels is going to come. Probably yeah. either Carol or Monica. Definitely not Kamala, but yeah. Why definitely not Kamala? Kamala could show up. She just has like no connection to the scrolls. Though. Oh yeah, because, yeah, yeah. It's just... It's like it'd be too left field for her, yeah. but I can understand like Monica being there because obviously, like anyone in the, I think anyone who who was in the previous Marvel movies has a past, like has a possible cameo chance, basically, mm. or not Marvels, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So Stanley. Okay. No, <laughs> come on. We can just bring up the Creed King at that point, or later, whatever his <laughs> name was. Uh, yeah. He was boring, but okay. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you both so much for coming on the show and taking time out of your night and talking with me about episode one of Secret Invasion. Before we get going, um, Rithi, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Oh, uh, sure. You can find me uh, movies with Rithi, TikTok, and Instagram, and then movies with Rid for Twitter. Um, mm. not much coming up. I just try to post as much as i can um yeah i mean this whatever is in my capacity as i navigate summer and what i'm able to do yeah not not too much popping off but if you want to hear me rant about the ai secret invasion i will definitely be doing that you posted in your instagram story right? i did i posted <laughs> a, lot a lot of stuff about it yeah. um well yeah so but that's that's about it okay all right sounds good uh ryan where can we find you online what do you got coming up uh, you can find me on tiktok instagram twitch and now youtube under the handle of ginger snark uh i've got lots more hair tutorials coming out i recreate hairstyles from movies tv shows things like that video games um and then also some fun costume photo shoot outfits inspired by videos are coming out as well and uh yeah lots of lots of summer content i'm super excited about um i like uh the fact that you didn't uh what's the lego behind you the guy from bd1 July... yeah what is it bd1 bd1 mm -hmm. yeah uh that you didn't break him down because you always this break down is, your legos he, he stays up permanently i'm never breaking him down good good but you do break down your legos and i hate that <laughs> not all of them just just the big ones okay all right um Thank you both of you so much for coming out. Um, for those of you out there uh, listening, I would say watching, but, you know, listening, um, you were watching us live on twitch.tv slash The King Show or youtube.com slash The King Show. Uh, or, you know, maybe you're listening to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. We are all over the place. If you're on social media, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at The King Show. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at The King Show slash The King Show. Pretty much at The King Show slash The King Show. You can find us on all that social media, Facebook and uh, Twitter. Twitter, not so much, but you know, Instagram and TikTok, those are our big ones. If you want to give back to the show, patreon.com slash the king show, you can find a donation tier that uh, works for you, you know, as low as a uh, $5 subscription uh, every month. Um, we got a lot of shows coming up. The Secret Invasion after show is every week uh, with me, uh, host Demetri Pereira, and then co host Rithi. So um, thank you so much, Ryan, for being our special guest for episode one. Um, I look thank forward you for to hearing. Me. Yeah, I, I look forward to hearing your your um, 
thoughts about upcoming episodes. Uh, even though you won't be on the show, you will still be my friend. So I'd like to hear what you think of the other episodes as well. I'll keep you updated. Thanks. Um, for everybody else out there, yeah, we got the uh, Secret Invasion After Show every Wednesday night. We got Comic Talk every Thursday. We got the Keeg Talks every uh, weekend. So definitely stay tuned. Social media is probably the easiest way to stay in touch with all that. Uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. Once again, I am your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the Secret Invasion After Show for episode one. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Super strong or super fast Gotta beat the